Welcome to episode 368 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, team, welcome along to take two of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and James Isles. How you going? I was good before. I know, we just lost half an hour of the show. Half an hour. And it was the it best was half an hour ever. Gold, I was on fire. John was, was on ranting, fire. He was like ranting. We gonna, had a few arguments. I'm going to have to try to recreate that rant. We had a hug. Well, no, we didn't. It's <laughs> just lies. John's looking sharp because he's having a casino meeting, aren't you? Yeah, I've got my fancy shirt on and everything. Is that your on. best use? It's not my best shirt. But is that like when you're just trying to impress a little bit? Just in between. Trying to impress, but have, trying to be casual. I've got the, the, the fancy jeans on. I haven't Wait gone second, for the, Oh, yeah. I haven't gone for the, you know, the Wait, fancy. shoes you got? Wait a second. Yeah, I've got the fancy shoes on. Oh, look at that. You've got some fancy shoes. Uh, cro- my crocodile skin ones. Yeah, crocodile eating dundies <laughs> in the house. So I don't even have any fancy shoes. So anyway, this take two, and uh, we're just going to have to crack into it because it's a big day. We're already, we've already been podcasting for over three and a half hours. Yes. <laughs> We've still got a whole show to go. We've got another at least two hours of podcasting in front of us. I know. We love the show. It was brought to you by. I am talking proudly brought to you by. Coffeesofhawaii.com. Tasty, tasty, tasty. That's what I did last time. Athlinks.com. Results, results, results. Extreme endurance. Lactic buffer, buffer, buffer. Trainingpeaks.com. Track, track, track. SLSTry.com. Cool, cool, cool. And we're going to give a plug to x1 so it's x-one.com and the reason we're doing that guys is um we've got legends of the triathlon happening today it's coming out later on today and we've got a great interview with jim curl and carl thomas and those are the guys are the guys who started the u.s triathlon series and mm. what was it called the u.s usat in the or 80s was it usts usts i'm not sure U.S. Triathlon Series, yes, it was. USAT is the Triathlon Association. Yeah, and it's um great. It's an amazing interview, actually. So we're going to be releasing that today, so you'll have to listen to that after you listen to this. And if you want to listen to it in style, yeah, these X1 ones, X1 headphones, they've got the little doodacky where you can uh, control, control things. So that's one thing, but the main the main selling point is they're good for in all-weather sweat. They've got a swimming one as well, so, so check that out. Yeah, really good. All right, guys, in this week's show, what have we got happening? We've got a bit of news. We've got an age group of the week. We've got, um, wait a second, here we go. Oh, that's next week's show. Two, two websites of the week. Two websites of the week. Yeah, a quick oh. quiz. He's got, he's, John's put a quiz in there. Yeah, and a couple of questions. And we've got some questions and answers at the end. Okay, John Bo, let's start off with some news. So first of all, Ironman has announced the, the acquisition of YWC in Copenhagen. The privately held company organises several triathlons and endurance sports events throughout Denmark, including the popular YMD Challenge Copenhagen and YMD Challenge Arthas? Yes. Yeah. So basically, it, WTC have gone and bought more of Challenger races. Yes. And what, what intrigues me is to where, how this sort of came about. Was it YMC, the company that runs the Challenger races, a case of them looking to cash up and go, right, you know, we've got a good event going here. I think we can make a lot more money out of it. Um, or, we, or we can cash up. Or maybe they want to get out of it and they just want to cash up and but, go. But they've sold everything. Or are they, are they sold, sold and staying on. But. Uh, who knows? Who knows if they're staying on or not? Or is it WTC trying to go out there and actively crush challenge? Or is there something else that's 
some other part of the story. But wait but, a second, aren't WTC, when they buy, like WC run their own races now? So if they're buying a, a race organisation, they're just buying their races, aren't they? Yeah, but they may then Acquire the people. leave that company in charge of running the races, but they own the races okay, and they so, own that so company. So they become, you become an employee of WTC. Mm, which is the same as, that's what happened with USM Sports, as far as I can see and understand, is they bought the company, everything carries on as usual, except Challenge got rebranded from Challenge to Ironman. Everything else just carries on, except Ironman owns it all. So whoever owns that in the past has got nicely cashed up. Do you know who I'm thinking probably didn't wake up that happy the other day when they found this out? Felix. Yeah, he probably woke up and a little bit angry. A little bit angry. Just a little bit. Especially, I don't know, who, and they may have seen it coming, who knows. But uh, Well, they've sent out a statement saying Challenge is no longer associated it, with these races. Well, they did to us. Uh, I think Challenge Arthurs has already been. Challenge Copenhagen is coming up. Well, it's not Challenge Copenhagen anymore. August. Co- uh, in August, because Axel's going over and doing it. Um we assume that it's automatically going to turn into an Ironman And we, race. the race, from as far as we can tell, we've got a couple of emails from people saying, oh, well, I'm, all my flights and all the rest of it, well, the, I'm pretty sure the race is going to be going It'll ahead. just be an Ironman. So I, I'm kind of, uh, initially I thought, bloody WTC, you know, they're out there, competition's good, and, and I don't think there's any need for them to go out there and try to crush Challenge. I think they can be mutually beneficial. You know, if Challenge keeps on doing more events, they're not really going to impact the Ironman events very much at all. And it, But it's going to create more people in the sport, and ultimately that's a win for everybody because you know more people in the sport, the people who do Challenge, they're going to go and do Ironman at some stage probably, and vice versa. So I actually think it's it's really healthy for the sport and healthy for those guys trying to make money out of the sport if there are a few different options out there and people will cross over and change. And so... I don't know who, who was at fault here, but there was two years to run on the contract, so it's not a good look from this YMC crew in terms of selling out when you're in the middle of a contract as far as I'm concerned. It, it's, but some people say business is business, and yeah, I kind of get that, but this is also sport, and uh, so I'm a bit frustrated by the whole situation, really. So I wonder if Challenge in future contracts can have a clause that says you can't on seller, surely they had that in place. You can, you can do, you can break anything, can't you? It's just a matter of it becomes a, le- a legal issue, and you might get in the poo legally, but you can do anything you want, really, can't you? In business, well, I don't know. Well, hopefully not. I don't think. I think that's a bit poor if, you, if you've got a contract that says I can't sell your race, and then you do. Mm, but you can do it. I can. Well. You well, just, you, 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 end, so. yeah, you end up maybe like WTC might have said, well, yeah, but I can't imagine challenge to go we'll by just, I mean. Yeah, but but. Um, they probably could if, they, yeah, if, the, if, the, if the price was right. Company, yeah. yeah. And if again, if you listen to this month's Legends of Triathlon, there's a pretty good, you can find out how much Ironman was sold for in the late 80s. Mm. And it was pretty cheap. Do you yeah. know what I Probably could have raised yeah, that money. Could have sold our houses and just about been there. <laughs> Get a loan. <laughs> so I, I think it's a it's an interesting story. I'm not, I'm not, it, it's different to the, the Penticton situation because in Penticton, the race, you know, the contract was at the end. And so, yes, I, th- I think, you know, Penticton should have. St- you know, they've got a lot to owe to Ironman for the establishment of that event and, and Challenge kind of just piggybacked and kind of went in there. But it's, I, I feel it's a lot different if you've come to the end of a contract and you go, right, well, what are we going to do here? The fact these guys at YMC it was not the end of a contract, Challenge had invested all their time to set the event up and help them grow the event and they've just kind of done the finger at them and just said, you know, bugger you, we're out of here and we're going to go and cash up. So I think it's pretty poor form by them. I guess for the athletes, you know, if it gives you Europeans another chance to, to qualify for Kona somewhere. Do um, people care? Well, some people do. Yeah, like I, I'm just curious to see, you know, like I think Challenge are really important and I think uh, they're doing a great job and all the rest of it, but I wonder how many people who are racing the race will be that disappointed it's turned into an Ironman. Yeah, I think in, 
at the end of the day, it's the YMC group run the race. It's a challenge brand, but I'd imagine, as you said, the race is going to be almost exactly the same. There may be a slightly different feel to it, just slightly, yeah. but you're still going to be doing the same course. You're still going to swim, bike, run. The aid stations will be the same, probably. Maybe slightly different nutritional products, but yeah, I, I agree with you in terms of, that's, a, that's an odd one. Well, I agree with you. I know, because when we first did the show, you didn't agree with me at yeah. all, especially about Pete Jacobs. Let's not got- even go there. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. Okay, so we also had Ironman Austria happening last weekend, and uh, Andreas Raylert showing really his classic game by getting another sub eight. Sub eight. There's not that many. When you went through that list, I yeah. think last week, there's not that many guys that have been sub eight. And yeah, he must be the guy who's done it the most now. Uh, wouldn't know. I would have thought someone like Maka or Lothar Leader might have done it a few times. Well, I'm going to try to find that list again. Okay, so uh, Andreas Raylert, 759-51. He was uh, there or thereabouts coming out of the swim. There was a couple of guys off the front. One guy swam a 42-54. Andreas Raylert came out in 44-25. He biked 430, which is not... It was an amazing bike split. That's average of 40k an hour. But on that course, it sounds like the conditions were not conducive for really, really fast riding. Uh, he was not first off the bike. You had uh, David Police, you had Mike Twelsick, and you had Philip Graves up the road. He was four minutes down coming off the bike, but then smoked it with a 2:40.07 for a 7:59.51. Very impressive. Second place was Mike Twelsick in 8 12, and third was David Pleese in 8 19. It's a really good result for Mike Twelsick there. Uh, pretty pretty impressed with that. He's not the greatest runner. Uh, he came home with a 254, but off the back of a solid swim and bike, that, that nabbed him second place. So nice work. Jana Haas was third in 8 20, and Igor Emilio from Brazil, uh, fifth in 8 21. Oh, based on this, it's actually his second time getting underneath it. Yeah, so... Although this was written in 2000, um, July 2012, so he probably is. It's only second time. Okay, so there you go. Hmm. Uh, he's still relatively new on the block, you know. Oh, and, and I, I always say this. I actually think he's the best athlete at the moment in the world. It's oh, just yeah. he hasn't won Kona. Yeah, but you know? his results in Kona, like he's only been a little bit off. Yeah, like he, he's, it's not like he's performing poor on Kona. He just hasn't quite cracked it, but... If he'd had a good swim last year... Yeah, he would, he would have been, it would have been Pete and him going for it on the run. Would yeah. Have been really interesting. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, the year of Mecca, and then he's, 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 mm. he's a phenomenal athlete. So, you know, if he can, if he can crack it, you know, who knows? Uh, on the girls' It's sofa. kind of the guy that if he cracks it, you, you can see him going on winning it quite a few times. Mm. You know, he could be the guy who, the guy like him, like a Crowey or a guy who wins it. Because how old is he? Well, I think he's about our age. So he's, he probably hasn't got. He's got a few, a few years. So he could probably get three or four out if yeah. he, if, okay. Um, girls, so I think Erica <coughs> took it the girls race. A really solid performance. She's going sub nine and we discussed before in, in take one. Uh, she's been there or thereabouts for the last few years but when we went to Rote in 2007 she was really Eight. on... 2008 yeah. was it she was on fire then you know she was in the 840s uh, in that sort of range setting. and she was kind of winning a lot of races at that time mm. too and, and and after that time she kind of faded a little bit she was, her name would pop up from time to time but you hadn't seen her winning races and for her to pull off a sub nine mm. you know and it's, sure it's Austria it's a fast race but you know get a sub nine and get that win would be a massive confidence builder for her so 51 swim 458 on the bike 304 run that's a Perfectly balanced right, yeah, right really race. Is. You really, you know, you're looking for that sort of round 50 minutes. You're looking for sub five. And you're looking for close to three, if you want to go uh, sub nine. So, really nice race. Um, pretty close racing, second, third, fourth, and uh, between Asa Lindstrom. She was second, 904. Uh, my pick, Aimee Mulan. I've got no idea if that's how you pronounce her first name. Uh, it was 905, and then Sarah Pia. 
piano. Piano. Piano from State Swin in 907. So less than uh, three minutes covering second through fourth. So pretty good racing yeah, on the girls' side. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, isn't it? Okay, Jombo, we also had the Isle of Man um, triathlon happening. We got a bit of an email through from the, Tim Hemming. The, the TT. Isle of Man. Yes, the TT Isle of Man. And basically what he was saying in his email was that the, the race is basically um, around the, the same motorbike course that they do for the race, and it's had 240 people who've died in that race. Really? 240 plus five official and a couple of spectators. Yeah. It's sure that's over 100, but still, over 100 years, but it's pretty crazy. Options, that he's basically saying the options, you could do a short course, which is kind of a funny course, 1.9k swim, a 33.7 mile ride, and a 6.5k K run. So it's interesting he's got different mile and k's here. I'm not sure if he's stuffed it up. But anyway, and you've got full distance, which is a little bit longer than the bike. They had problems with the swim. They had to basically cut it down to a 500-meter swim. And he thinks that it may be a problem ongoing because it's just so cold in the water there. Um, bike course looks really challenging. The, the winner of the race only <coughs> did uh, 6.39. And a lot of the times are sort of in the eight-hour bracket. There's a couple of nine-hour bike splits wow. there. And the run looks pretty pretty standard. Uh, you know, sort of most of the times are ranging in the three to sort of four and a half hour range. But that uh, the, the pictures I saw, um, I think my first reactions were it looked like a really slick organisation, had the big red carpet and it all looked really, really nice. And in terms of the pictures of the bike course, it looked pretty spectacular, pretty yeah. tough course. But And that's what Tim was saying. He said it was really well organised. He said it was a bit disappointing on the number side of things. There uh, were only around 100 athletes actually competed. Mm. Um, and they were saying, look, we're a long-term plan and you know and you kind of have to stay there don't you but but John when we did the first show mm. uh, he kind of brought up Challenge Wanaka in the first year Wanaka was really small wasn't it mm. uh, how many was it uh, well they didn't have the half you see it's still not massive but when you have a half in there as well you can bump it up but the first year yeah 150 something yeah, like that yeah and now mm. Wanaka's a good you know, stable race so yeah. you know just because the first year of race isn't a good race or a big sellout at least but the challenge yeah. you're always going to have with this one is you don't have your local market to prop it up you know yeah. uh, that's where you know if you had a race in Christchurch you know you might have a couple of hundred people just locals just turning turn up, up yep. and then you maybe get another couple of hundred from out of town um, here everybody's going to be travelling to it so it's going to it has got a lot of an appeal to it you know um, the roads are fantastic challenging bike course um, but it's going to be it's always going to be a bit of a challenge um, but who knows and the most important thing about the race John was that uh, Tim's girlfriend Phoebe she won the short course I know and apparently she's hot and, and she's, she's hot tri- triathlon so she, and she's wise because she's with him mm. so she's an all-round winner John yeah. uh, better, better just give a bit of love to the the winners on the guys side of things we had uh, Darren Sharp take it out in um, 1016 but the swim as, as we said was only 500 it was only a 500 meter swim because of the uh, the frigid waters and on the girls side of things we had uh, Natalie Wood take it out in 1117. What's the, what's the coldest you've swam in a race in? Uh, I swam in Dunedin in the, the start of December and they had the New Zealand New Zealand champs down there. My only New Zealand title. Uh, oh, you get New junior, Zealand title. Junior title. And well, you've surely won an age group title. It's not the same. Well, it's uh, still a title. Uh, no, you can't, I, I you can't win any. I don't actually know <laughs> if I have because um, usually Sheldrake's in my age group or some other pretty fancy guys, so I don't actually think I have. Uh, um, anyway, uh, the, water, the water was pretty cold down there. What, Didn't nine? Uh, no, no, you wouldn't swim all over there. I would have thought more sort of the 13 to 14 range. That's still bloody cold. I you, think it's 12. That's, that's pretty cold. It's pretty cold. My swimming pool at the moment, holy smokes, it is cold. Are you swimming in it? No, but just <laughs> I, I had to put some chlorine in yesterday. And, oh. Do you keep it up over winter? Otherwise it turns green. Yeah, but then just clean it in spring. 
That's what we used to do. It has been real green over winter. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's aesthetically... It's, it's, I can't even say it properly. Aesthetically. It's not looking very good. Well, you, you put know, a cover on it. Yeah, but then the cover gets dirty. It's your hard work. <laughs> it's my wife, it's hard work, it's not me. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Well, she's not a big listener of the show. <laughs> oh, it's okay then. Um, better Man's got Cameron Brown going there, John. I know you're really Met, interested in this. Man. Better Man, I don't know why I've been put this in the news. The race is coming up in August. But I think the point that I'd like to make out of it, Cameron Brown's racing, Ironman legend, but uh, really poorly supported by the pros. Hang your head in shame, you pros. Hang your head in shame. They've cranked up the money. I think it's $150,000 in prize purse, and uh, people don't seem to be turning up. I mean, they're publicising Cam Brown and all these people that are turning up, but the field looks pretty thin and on the pro side of things. And I know it's a tricky place to race, but, man, you guys have got to get your crap, crap together and support races that are prepared to put some, some big money out Yeah, there. sort it out. Yeah. yeah, do it now. Mm. John, coming up this weekend, we have an amazing men's race. Oh, I'm at Frankfurt and I've just delivered on, and John, you, you said early on the race you are going to pick Pete Jacobs. No, Dad said nothing <laughs> of the fact. Uh, what I'm excited about is that Mac has gone on about this having a grand slam. We've talked about it before. We want to see people going head to head more often. The good guys, the big kahunas, we can get excited about rather than there being two guys in a race and then a bunch of second and third tier athletes. Uh, this is delivering. I mean, this is an, an amazing field. Uh, so you have uh, Pete Jacobs, world champion, Marino van Holnacker. Yeah, you'd really consider him a Kona contender. Aniko Lanos, uh, who's won Melbourne. Michael Raylert, who's 70.3 champion. Ivan Rana um, is a former short course world champion. David Dallow is is has proven he's a top 10 Kona. Um, Sebastian Keenlay, was he third or fourth last year in Kona? I think he might have been fourth. You got, oh, I Freddie, Freddie, who got was, third. Who was second? Who was second in Kona, John? Maybe it was Keen Labels. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, is that? he's he's awesome. Uh, and Bart Jammer, who's shown some... Oh, it was Ray Luke. Is that? Yeah, he Ray Luke. Second, did he? Oh, did he? It was Ray Luke. It was, anyway, you can you can do your research while I talk okay. through, but I have a feeling that Freddie Van Leer was definitely third. Jeez, we were hopeless. We were there, John. We were there yeah. at the finish line. It's both, we've got the right four athletes. It's just got to get yeah, the order okay. right. And I have a feeling that Ray Lert was second. I think you're right. And Keenlay was fourth. I'm going to go with that. Okay. Ray Lert second. Freddie Van Leer third. Pete Jacobs, Ray Lert, Freddie Van Leer, Keenlay. <sighs> got there. And in then the Al in fifth. Mm. That was a great race from him, wasn't it? It was. And Bart Jammer, who's been a uh, great over the 70.3 distance. Uh, I think the wild cards for me, Christian Kemp, who won the Asia-Pacific 70.3 champs in Auckland. If you want to line up against me this year, I'm going to be there. And Daniel Unger, who's a former ITU you world champion. Who's 70.3 world champs? Uh, Auckland? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've got to pick up my Kona slot there. Oh. It's 70.3 race. That's what you do. <laughs> Some say hypocrite. <laughs> Some say you just race what's in front of you. Um, I, I'm pretty excited about this race because... For years, we have not had races like this. We had Ironman Frankfurt that's often had a strong two field. or three. Yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe four or five. But man, that's I've just reeled off six or seven names. And then I look at the start list and there's quite a few other really good second tier athletes. So it's it's pretty awesome. I think it's going to be why, good. Why do you think they've been able to do it? Good time of year. Good time of year. Whether, whether or not they're paying appearance fees, I don't know. For the Germans uh, and for the European races, it's going to have the most exposure for them and their sponsors. The German uh, races do definitely get – the German people seem to really support Ironman mm. in a mainstream kind of way still. Mm -hmm. uh, guys have got to start thinking about how they're going to qualify for Kona. If they didn't have a good Kona, someone like Marino van Holnacker, who 
DNF, yeah. uh, he's got to get points. So if he wins this race or gets in the top three, that'll you know along with get his enough. along with his other races, he got second in Melbourne, so he should be sweet anyway. Uh, but points, money, and exposure, and uh, I think it's great. What about let's look, 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 look at this situation, John? You're a Van Helmaker. Let's say you get second in. Melbourne, let's say he gets second this weekend, but you're one of the best in the world, but you never win. Do, do you miss winning? You know, because he could turn up to any race and win a race. It's not like, it's like what Ken Brown always, you know, like, you know, now he's kind of going through this period of his career where he's, you know, he's probably going to look for the money a bit more because it's kind of the twilight of his career. But, you know, he always chose the hardest races in his career. You always have to respect Ken for that. He did New Zealand because that was his bread maker. Mm. And then he always went to Germany, mm. the hardest races. And, and, Kona. and Kona. He just chose the hardest races. Now, he could have won a lot of races around the world, just mm. turned up because he was just of that level. But he never did. And well, he did win Germany once, didn't he? Yep. And yep. he podiumed quite a few times into Germany and, mm. and, and podiumed at Kona. So not taking nothing away from those results. But, you know, Van Helnecker, you get second in Melbourne, then, you know, you may, let's say he doesn't, you know, how important is winning for these guys? I think it's obviously important for the prize money and for the performance, for, for the sponsors. Yeah, but, you know, but, but, but for the person on a, on a personal level, you're looking for the best race that you can do. And, and I'm sure a lot of these guys feel similar. I've heard interviews before and, and they're like, you know, I, I, on some levels they'll be just as happy if they finish, say, Third, as yeah, third to this field, as, uh, you know, if if, the, if you have a fantastic race and you do everything you can and it goes like a dream and you just get beaten, a lot of guys just go, you know, it's as good as I had, and 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 of course they want the win, but I think a lot of the guys are just looking for perfection, looking for the best race that they can have, and if they do that, uh, then they're generally pretty happy, but they would still have a bit of them grinding away, saying, oh, we really like to win. Mm. Um, but I think when you put your best race out there and you get beaten, um, a lot of the guys are pretty accepting of it. So, I don't know. Who are you picking? I am picking Ivan uh, Rana. I think I'm going to go with him. Now, why? Because he had a sensational debut. Torsten's got him rated at second. Torsten's got him... Uh, uh, Torsten, if you listen to this other show, you wouldn't have been happy, happy with me. because Evan was saying his stats are all wrong, Torsten. He's saying... Because well, you, you, you haven't got Pete Jacobs in the top 10 or something. Or he's like eighth. Yeah, so... Uh, I know you're going, John's going to do it stats. It, Pete Jacobs is a world champ, John. He is. Uh, as I was saying earlier, and Pete's good, a good friend of the show, is he is a king of Kona. He is Lance Armstrong of triathlon. He goes out there, and in Kona, he bloody well performs. Outside of Kona, yeah, he's had some good results, but I can't think of an iron distance race that he's won. He, he, may, he, he won Australia. What? 2011. Ironman Australia? Mm. Did he? Yes. Okay. Who was he up against? Everyone in the world. It was like, it was okay. like this was stacked. It was like this race here. It was so stacked. what I'm saying is outside of Kona, Pete has not performed at the same level that he does in Kona, which I think is awesome because he, when it's the most important race of the year, he rocks up and he's the business. So I'm not picking him to, to win this race. Great if he does, uh, but I think he'll be he'll be good for Kona. So I'm picking Ivan Rana. Um, Statistically, uh, Torsten's got Marino coming in at 804. And I think one thing with Marino is his stats would be a hell of a lot worse if, if he finished races, but he often <laughs> pulls just out. pulls out. And so that when he has a bad day, uh, it, it, it doesn't get recorded. I, I don't know if pull out's the right word. He collapses and ends up in a. Yeah, he uh, can't finish. He can't finish. Yeah. Um, whereas someone like a Pete, he might have, uh, he's obviously had some poor results in there because his. his Time, his stats time is slower, so that obviously impacts him. So Marino, Marino's predicted to come in first in 8.04, Ivan Rana second, and uh, Nico Lanos and Sebastian Keenlay are all expected to come in within two seconds of each other. 
Really? 8.07.45. That would be a good race. So it's a tie between Nico Lanos and Ivan Rana and Sebastian Keenlay will come in two seconds later. Well, there you go. Girl side of things, John, you're a bit disappointed. I am disappointed because I was, when, when I was doing the piece for the show, I was looking at this going, holy smokes, this is going to be awesome. And then I looked at the girls and I went, oh. I mean, it's not, oh, these girls are, are rubbish and they're underperforming athletes or anything like that. It's more, oh, well, um, I'm expecting to see some top fives from, from Kona here, and, and we didn't. So I was just um, a bit surprised by that. Jodie Swallow is predicted to come in first, according to Torsten, and I wouldn't be surprised if she does that. She is... Uh, fantastic 70.3 athlete has yet to prove herself over the iron distance race um, but there's not a lot of other girls there that are really uh, would have her sort of shaking in her boots so yeah we'll see what happens on the girls side of things um, okay, okay John Bristol we've also got some other races coming up this week we've got the Celt man in Scotland we've got the big man in Prague we've got the extra Marlin Marlin maybe Malana in Poland, you've yep. got the Outlaw, which is a very popular race in the UK. We get a lot of great feedback about that race, so keep up the good work. And how do you say this last one? The Cheju International Triathlon in Korea. Okay, John, let's let's get your rant. Ready? Oh. Wind it up. So, Wind it. So we were going to start a new. Se- well, I was going to start a new section of the show. John's been thinking, and I, and I said, "What's that noise?" But yeah, had to be there. Had to be there. Yeah. Uh, so Vrinya Brishatagi, who we reported care of slow twitch last week, uh, tested positive for drugs, and in the following week, she's come out and said she's actually confessed to all. Yes, I did take take drugs at the end of uh, her career. And when she did this, this is what sort of wound me up a bit, is they had a bit of hoopla, and you actually watched the clip, so, uh, but, but they actually had... Well, I watched it a little bit, it was in Spanish, so you couldn't understand it. They had some dignitaries there, out there supporting her and stuff like that, and this is what bugs me about the Spanish, is they really go out and protect their drug cheats, and give them all the support, and I'm like, well, no, you should, they should be hung out to dry. Um, they've got, they go into bat for bloody Contador, and, uh, and, and this Operation Puerto, and all this sort of stuff, it just... I don't know, it, it seems like they're, I don't know, they don't really want to face up to the problem and they don't really want to sanction their athletes, they want to support them, um, but yeah, I don't know, it just all seems a bit dodgy to me, you, you Spanish, uh, Brissa, Virginia Brissategi cheat, uh, I, I think she should be hung out to dry fairly well because at the end of the day she's a cheat and she cheated their sport and... But the thing is, she's, there's no real punishment now, is there? No. She you know, she's, retiring, just, she's retiring, came over. Who knows? Bad reputation, but she'll move into a different life, people won't know. Yeah, and who knows what will happen, whether she will come out and, and do anything after this. But uh, what I, a point I was trying to bring out with Bevan before on our first recording was, um, we discussed a few weeks ago, uh, I was saying, oh, I'm okay with a two-year ban. I would like something a bit more harsh, but I don't know if a life ban or a four-year ban is really going to work and going to deter people. Bevan, whether you were wanting a, a life ban. I think or, life ban. I think if you're going to cheat... And you know that the sacrifice you get caught, you lose your sport forever. Bit different. You can lose two years, especially in Ironman. Like she's later, it's a bit different. But if you're late twenties, you know, let's say you're twenty-seven, and you think, oh, I'll do some, you know, EPO for a while, and, and mm. it, you know, and it works out. Okay, bugger, I lose two years. Come back at thirty, I'll be right. Can train for a couple of years. You still got a career in front of you. you. It's it's a risk. It makes the risk. It makes the decision for someone who's unethical in that way a little bit easier. Whereas if you go, oh, if I get caught, this is mm. the end of this this life. Mm. It's a different decision. May well be. My ideas my, that I was thinking on the bike the other day is you've got to go after the people, and, and WADA often want to do this, you go after the people behind the bloody scenes. So what I, I would sort of like to see um, brought in is, right, you get your two-year ban, but if you want to be involved in the sport uh, or, or any, I don't know how you do it, any professional sport, you've got to um, how do you name stop and shame. How involved in sport? 
Like if, if there's a doctor, how do I stop? How do I stop well, no, an I'm athlete going to that doctor? The, the athlete has to would be banned, f- you know, from any wider associated sports. So, say for example, you get banned from cycling. You can't just come into triathlon and, and, and everything's yep, clean. That, that basically, you carry that 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 load with you for the rest. You serve your ban, but you also have like a, a something hanging over you for the rest of your career. You've got to cooperate. You've got to name and shame the bastards who supplied you with the the stuff. Uh, the doctors, um, basically anybody that was involved. In the doping, but is it legal for them to supply? Like, if I'm a doctor and you come to see me for EPO, is it legal for me to give you? EPO? Well, that's going to vary a lot from country to country. Um, but I think it, it just we've got to get above just banning the athletes. We've got to get behind the scenes and we've got to start busting some of those guys that are supplying them. If it's if it is not illegal, um, I'm sure to be illegal to supply somebody with EPO unless there's a good reason for it. <laughs> What's, what's interesting is because you, I see where you're coming. You're coming and saying, "Well, if we can get the, the infrastructure behind it, then we can have a big effect as well." And then, and then the other side of that is to say, "Well, if we get the, the if we actually make it so that you, the athletes don't want to do it because it's such a bad kind of consequence of if you choose to do it, then the infrastructure behind it would die as well. Because if there's no supply, no demand, there's no need for the supply." Well, there's always need for the supply because all, all these drugs that they take are usually for illnesses and things like that. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah, always going to be the supply there. But the, the, the people who are going to be the suppliers. I think I've hit it from quite a few different fronts. Yeah, it's just unfortunate, isn't it? It's just. Yeah. It's but, it, but it frustrates me that, um, you know, when you get people like um, Tyler Hamilton and I think David Miller is the perfect example. You know, he's somebody who's gone out there, he's been busted, he said, put his hands up and said, yep, I did it. And uh, But he's now gone on a crusade really to try to educate others on this, this is not the path you want to go down, this is what I did, this is the reasons why you shouldn't do it. I think he's really helped the authorities in terms of uh, trying to clean things up. And he's done and it, he's doing well, is not so he? So I've got to say, hats off to Virginia Brissetagi for not doing that usual denial, denial, denial. So we've got to give her some kudos there. But let's see her take the next step and actually start to you know, use her influence um, for, for positive things because this, this sort of stuff just eats away at the sport and the more drug issues we have, um, it's just not, it's not good. I'm not happy, Bevan. Well, this was nowhere near as good as the first time we did it. We, I was, we, I was we, the whole first half an hour was really good, actually. I mean, we, mm. kind of, we, we keep referring back to the other half an hour, which isn't good. Yeah, John, you know, I don't know. I'd, Let's move on to positive things. John. It's an IT. Not only do we have Ironman Germany uh, or Ironman Frankfurt, whatever you refer, refer it to. Now, this does excite me, John. ITU update, this weekend is Kitzbühel and if you've got access to live coverage or you um, record this, I'd encourage you to to have a watch. I predict we probably might have the same result but I think the racing could be really, really interesting. It's a 750 metre swim, 11.5k bike uphill of which it's an 867 metre elevation change and the final kilometre is between 17 and 22%. If you don't know much about percentages, that is bloody steep, really, really steep. Uh, and then it's a two and a half k run. So the run is short enough that if you have a really nice, healthy lead, you could even hang on for for the likes of a Brownlee or Gomez running you down. You know, if you've got, if you're a good runner and you've got say about forty five seconds, maybe up to a minute as uh, what you might need on those guys. Probably forty five seconds to do it. Uh, you'd you'd be able to hang on. So I'm fascinated to see how this goes, and I think this is the the new direction for for short course racing and, and Olympic Olympic sort of uh, Olympic courses. Oh, I always see this as a, as a turning point in the sport, like this moment right now. Like I think we may look back in the future and go, well, in you know the early 2000s where they went to this format because Olympic distance, and again from this today's Legends of Triathlon um, show, you know, Olympic distance is just boring. 
Mm. Like it's, it's just not very appealing to watch. It's, the swim's boring, the bike's boring, there's excitement in the run. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you don't really want to sit down for two hours and watch an Olympic distance no. race. And so, whereas this race, it's going to be balls out in the, in the swim. So people mm-hmm. are going to be going nut bar. And it's, it's only short, eight minutes. Yeah, eight to ten minutes, eight, eight, eight nine minutes. Eight, yeah. nine minutes. So, so it's even the even though it's a bit of a boring swim, it's only eight minutes. So you can kind of you can feel mm. that gap pretty quickly. The bike is going to be phenomenal. Like it, it's going to be absolute. My daughter forgot her homework. She asked me to email it to her. Oh, right. um, the bike is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be absolutely. Oh, it's going to be a taxi front seat. Oh, and it's going to be awesome because you're going to have guys attacking and then the guys blowing and mm. it, and it's just awesome. Then they're going to get off and their legs are going to be mega painful city. Mm. And you know, and again, it's only going to be a ten minute run. You know, mm. so it's just a short, sharp, action packed, dynamic it's like racing. A, it's going to be like a. Well, the, the run has got some hills on it as well. If it was a flat run. You know, you'd be looking at eight minutes, eight minute run. Yeah, uh, but just it just as a spectacle, and even, even, be, though, even though it's a great field and all the rest of it, you you can imagine it chopping and changing quite a lot. And as you know, why is the Tour de France so good to watch? They often go off and have these amazing scenic shots, and this is going to be the same. They'll have these amazing helicopter shots, I would assume. Why is the Tour um, de France so good to watch? John? I've never watched. I've never got into the Tour. Like I know everyone does, but I, I, I couldn't watch the the long st- stuff. But in terms of a thirty to sixty minute package, they can package it up nicely. There's sprints, there's hill climbs, a, a flat stage, pretty boring. Did you ever sit down and watch three hours of the Tour? Because people I, do that, don't they? If I didn't have kids and if I was single, I probably would. Yeah. Uh, like in France, <laughs> I, 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 I did. Um, but these days, no, a half an hour is... And is how do they make me. a three-hour package work? Because I mentioned something. Yeah, that, that is a bit um, bit boring. Yeah, unless it's a mountain stage and then you're just waiting. The anticipation, something is going to happen at some stage. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is going to be a great race. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah really, really exciting. So uh, that's all good. Anyway, that's uh, the news for the week. John, let's do a... Sp- Sponsor. Actually, let's pause for a second and then we'll be back. One second for a sponsor. We're back and you know what's amazing about this thing we do, John? It's now 11.30 in the morning. So what time did you leave? About 10 to 10, 5 to 10? Yep. And he's, he's taking the jacket off because he's had his meeting. A few little sweet, sweet, sharp. sweaty armpits going Nothing on. worse than the sweaty armpits in a shirt, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you can see it. Lift your arms up. Ah, these ones are right. Nah, you're right there, mate. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Where'd you get that shirt from? Barkers. <laughs> you're all class, Newsome. <laughs> Yeah, there's no denying it. Okay, uh, sponsor, John. SLS Try. Now, girls, girls, listen up. I saw I was on there yesterday. Ladies. And, and I saw they've got a fancy new uh, sort of little try short going on with a little bit of flower action going on. The FRT six-inch race shorts for women. It's basically a black short with the little three little butterflies on it. Oh, little, I saw that, little, yeah. uh, yellow butterfly, a little green butterfly, a little... Girls like that kind of stuff, stuff, eh? Would you be something like that? No. No, you wouldn't. But girls do that. Girls like the kind of girly exactly. stuff on their clothes. Exactly. So check that out. It's 55 bucks. Uh, and if you're in the States, anything uh, 50 bucks or over is free shipping. And then the other thing that I'm looking at and I'm definitely going to be getting for next year is their arm chillers, which is basically a white arm warmer, uh, not arm warmer, an arm chiller, which looks like an arm warmer. But that sounds that like can, something you eat. Mm, I'm going to have an arm chiller for dinner tonight. There you go. Yeah. Sounds Mexican. A bit spicy. And... Well, yep. what about this week's photo on the website? Oh, yep. And then we've got to go one, who is it, Paul Hellings this week, uh, wearing the I Am Talk race tri-suit yeah. in uh, the Blenheim Triathlon. But yeah, basically these arm chillers keep you cool, protect you from the sun and hot races, and they don't actually make you hotter, and you can wet them, and that actually helps you keep you cool. Because remember from a few weeks ago, it was all about, uh, you know, sometimes tricking your brain into keeping you cooler. Actually, this should keep you cooler, but also it's all about the little tricks to try to keep your brain cooler. Interesting because I'm talking there about um, 
the flow bottle. Uh, there was a picture in Tour de France, a guy in Tour de France using the flow bottle, and I think he went on to win the stage today. Really? Is that, is that real? It is. is it definitely the flow bottle? Hold on. It, it definitely is. Uh, you, you say something insightful. Okay. Paul um, Larson sent me through an email. He said... Uh, that's pretty impressive. <clears throat> so what's happening in the tour? I, 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 don't I haven't seen tour. today's stage, so it's just... Do you want me to tell you what happened? No. Huh. Flow bottle in the Tour de France yesterday. Uh, he said that... Juan Jose Labato of Team Escatel Escudi Escudi uh, is using the flow bottle. The second picture shows that the same rider won the polka dot jersey yesterday too. Coincidence? Interesting. I think there. not. Yeah, so there you go. So you can see. Let's have a look at the photo. It's riding. And he went on to win the, 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 the polka dot jersey. Some big Paul's, Paul's, Paul's pretty clever because most academics aren't that business-like. Most academics are really academic. They have no business sense. Mm. Paul's a bit sharp. He's got both things happening. Mm. And he's an athlete. Checks yeah. if he's single. I don't know if he's single or not, Paul. No, he's but not. If, he's married and he's got kids. Oh, well, okay. He's off the market. Because if he was single, because he's going to make billions off that bottle. If that becomes the mainstream thing, mm. then they've got a patent on it. Pff, retire billions. now. Yeah, billions. Yeah. Rightio, uh, it's SLS, use the code I am talking a nice healthy discount when you're in there. So check it out, slstry.com. Check, check, check it out. I'm not sure what show notes I've got here, John. Let me have a look at here. This is this week. Okay, um, we've got an age group. I'm going to put some music on. Are we going to flush we flag discussion of the week? Yeah, we are actually because we've got, we've got an hour and a half. This is the longest time we've ever podcasted. Because mm, mm. we started at six this morning. We had basically an hour 20 off. Mm. And we'll probably finish about one-ish. Yeah. That's, that's a whole day's work, mate. I got training to do as well. What are you gonna do? I gotta do hill reps. I gotta do six hill reps up and down your hill. Should have biked you this morning. <sighs> if five, if five <laughs> yeah, you flesh shoot. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, here's the music. Each group of the week. That was my fault. I just pointed at your yeah. He was cleaning the screen. Yeah, licked it in the screen. Yeah, yeah. That's why you do it. He's <laughs> Max. Isn't that the way jo- you do it? Well, Joe's dad. Joe's dad's quite. He's quite a tidy man. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm. I'm tidy-ish. Rubbish. <laughs> what a load of shit. Because <laughs> no, you only see me when I'm travelling. No, no. I used to, we used to podcast out of your bedroom. I wasn't even messy. I always made my bed for you. Uh, <laughs> we did podcast out of my bedroom yeah. for years. <laughs> we were like really like, like nowadays there's space between us yeah. it's, we've got a view back in the old days we had this little table yeah. it's probably what probably a metre metre and a half no it wasn't a metre and a half because we've just put a new table in there oh, okay. and then that's a metre and that's a metre that's one thirteen. so it was only a metre okay. so it's a metre table we'd sit in this little table squashed up next to each other one microphone with one microphone you had a guest and it was quite embarrassing I remember Melina came was it Karen Balance was the first guest yeah you have three people around one microphone <laughs> Oh, oh how times have changed. Audio technical, right? They saved their lives. Okay. Adam Laycock sent through the uh, week's age group of the week, and he's got, oh, this is a bit of a sad one, actually. Great loss to the great Ironman. On the th- morning of the 13th of June, whilst on the way home from an open water swim, Dave, now how is that one? Darren? Drew. Drew of Team Tri-Sport. Drew Lowry. Lowry. Oh, Drew, sorry. Drew Lowry, sorry. Drew Lowry of Team Tri-Sports in UK suffered a massive heart attack and died. Drew was a veteran of Ironman racing and had recently completed the City to Summit event. Is that the one in Switzerland? Uh, no, it is in Scotland, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. Drew... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, Drew was an inspira- inspiring man, but... Um, built more like a front row forward. He was never going to win, but it was always going to finish. A great club man, humble, 
in his own achievements, always more interested in the ambition of others. He was ready to go to Ironman Austria with a few other club members. Drew leaves a wife and three children in a huge hole in the lives of many. My words cannot begin to to do justice to Drew. Please visit the Team Tri-Sports Facebook page and spare a thought for all those who, who he is no longer with us. Pretty sad. It is. You know what's really, you know, like... Our sport's a really funny sport, you know, like it, 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 it attracts a certain type of person. We're all a bit weird in our own kind of strange ways and, mm-hmm. you know, we're not the, the typical person and, you know, and our clubs, you know, we're not like a typical big team sports, you know, like most clubs out there, you might get the old big city clubs, but most clubs are kind of small things and mm. and, and it, it's, it's, the dynamic in those clubs are really quite special and you build these kind of cool friendships around it around a thing that's about empowering people mm-hmm. and you know you get these people like drew within and clubs who are just you know club happy men. to help others yeah out. exactly mm. and you know and like to challenge themselves as well but you know they get a lot back just from helping others you know achieve something that's pretty massive in their life and you know like all clubs have those people who you know are just there forever and just doing mm. the hard yards and you know drew drew obviously you know, was that person in the club, eh? So huge condolences to his, his family yeah, and his man. kids Horrible. and uh, the Team Tri-Sport community. And we hopefully, hopefully you guys that went out and did Austria, Austria sort of did it for Drew and uh, last sure weekend and raced with uh, with a lot of passion and courage. And I'm sure that, you know, for the wife and children, you know, your dad and your husband was loved by many people in the community. So mm. thinking of you and uh, thanks, Adam, for sending that through. Drew, you are a... A trip of the week. Sponsor. Uh, we're going to do our question, our quiz question Oh, okay, here. so John, John, quiz time. Do you want some quiz music? Uh, quiz music would be good. Okay, wait, so I'm going to find some quiz music. Okay, I admit it, it wasn't the greatest quiz music. It's acceptable. Yeah, acceptable. I couldn't find any good quiz music. So these questions are all care of uh, Torsten from tryrating.com, and uh, I think this is quite a good one this week. Who were the last professional US athletes to finish on the podium in Kona? Now, so wait a second. Any position. Have we got females and guys? Male and female. Oh, so you've got the answers there, so I just saw them. <laughs> that ruined it for me. Well, pretend you didn't see that. Okay, well, I'm going to be a that. legend with this one. So, last US pro athletes to finish on the podium. Not one, two, three, just last person to be on the podium for both the males and the females. Okay, we're not going to put music on because we've just had music. Website of the week. Now, we nailed that, didn't we? We did. Okay, so uh, Thorsten's getting a lot of love again this week because he's got a new website. Well, a website they did a while ago, him and Dragster. And um, basically, it's called im slash betting.com. And what they've got is they've got think you can predict Ironman races or think you know Ironman races predict races results and win so what they have is they've got basically two races happening this weekend and you can go on to im slash betting.com and you can predict your results for those races mm. now you go in the, you go in the draw to win some prizes from Planet X um professional endurance team mm. and magicsportsfood.com so they've gone out and got some sponsors for it it's all a bit of fun I don't think they're going to make any money from it but it's just all a bit of fun and oh, getting out totally. there and, and Thorsten's using that massive database of his so what? tell, tell us how it works John well basically what, what's happened is, is Dragster has gone on there and sort of given his comments on, on all the pro field uh, so you know like he's gone Paul Amy uh, Amos has shown he is capable of big performances blah 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 so he's given a little comment for every pro in the field now this is this is for Germany yep and then you basically uh, each person is then allocated a number of points for actually winning the event. So, for example, if you've got a really good shot at winning it, say Pete Jacobs, he's ranked at thirteen points, uh, and then say Nikolanos is fifteen points. So those. Wait are the, a second. 
John, <laughs> no, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, so we haven't got that much time. Uh, so you can basically pick uh, a winner. Ivan Rana, top he's three. nine points. So, you know, you might have some guys you think, oh, he's a, he's a sure bet for a top three, but he's not going to win it. So you can basically pick out your top ten and then it'll just be a point system and whoever gets the most points uh, wins. Okay, so you're adding your points up and the most points, or is it less points better? Uh, I think least less points is yeah. better. Less points is better. So you got to pick. You know, you've got to think, think about the winner, and then you've got to think about the uh, who's in the top, top uh, three in the top ten. So it could be interesting stuff. I like. It, I like. Uh, Drags has gone through and put little comments and everything there. Yeah, so they put a bit of work into it, especially you know guys that you would have known nothing about. Uh, Nico Hemet, Nico will be hard put to make it in the top twenty. Yes, you might not have him him in there, but it's because it's got the point system there. You've got a fair idea, even if you're not sure of the names. We should do it. It was good. I'll be doing it. Okay, I'll do I, it too. I, um, I'm also who will a, get the most points. Um, I will, but I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm also in a uh, fantasy cycling uh, competition as well. Well, for the tour. Yeah, and I'm just actually. Are you going to find out the result for tomorrow? No, I, I won't. Uh, I doesn't have the results exactly there. So I went to Velo Games Fantasy Cycling and you had to do it before the uh tour started. The tour started and my team name is but could these do these guys do an Iron Man and uh Nice, that's a good name. It's good. Let's just see which uh, how I'm doing and I set up an I am talk mini league but um I'm coming second to last. In your own mini league. In the mini league that's done by Dave Fish who was yeah, the yeah, Aquathon yeah, yeah, winner. Yeah. How many, yep. how many are in there? Uh, two, four, six. I'm coming fifth. You just said you're fifth, not second to last. But it's all about you got to, when you go for tour bettings and stuff. It's all about the uh, you got to be in it for the long haul because you know you, you, your main contenders aren't going to come out of the woodwork till a little bit later. Oh, so on. you just got to put you, so you don't change it day to day. No, you got you pick your nine riders and that's so. You know, oh, my con- so yeah. you might not see your return until later on. No, oh, you like a bit of betting, don't you? Did you put that money on the casino? I could have actually. It wasn't open when I got there. Uh, but it did open up when I left. You owe me that money. You know, yeah, I'm good for it. <laughs> so I am, I am hyphenbetting.com and you can get on there and do your own. One time picks. years ago, a mate of mine at work, who was a real gambler, he was like a real gambler, he like bet on the horses all day. Mm. Seriously, he had a problem. Yeah. And uh, he goes to me one weekend, he goes, you, you know rugby league, eh? I go, yeah, 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 I know rugby league. And so he goes to me, can you pick all the games for this weekend? So I just wrote down all the winners, mm. just, you know, out, out of my butt really, mm. and he won. And he won a thousand bucks. Nice work. <laughs> he gave me 20 bucks. I felt Good a little off, to be yeah. honest. Good on him. <laughs> so check that out. Uh, website of the week is im-betting.com. We're going to go to Sponsor now, Extreme Endurance. Sponsor, John. Tell me about it. Pete, if you need your gut uh, flora and fauna enhanced, most of us do, we have the Extreme Gut Endurance. Uh, it's basically a probiotic and got a few other good um, things in there, but it's 25 billion active cells working together for maximum activity to maintain healthy balance of intestinal flora, promotes large and small intestine health, assists in the digestion and promotes uh, proteins and has antifungal activity. This is something I've been looking into quite a bit with Thomas because we have so many bloody challenges with his health um, in terms of uh, what he can and can't eat and we're just cutting things out left, right and centre. One of the things we do focus on is his um, his gut because it's probably been a bit damaged by having things that he perhaps shouldn't have, you know, some gluten God, and stuff I feel like sorry that. for you guys on that stuff. It's, da- it's a daily thing. It's like, yeah, it's pretty challenging. Yeah, I can imagine. But, uh, yeah, but one thing is certainly is, is probiotic every day for him and... Uh, and that's just to try to get his gut healthy and, and working appropriately. And so, if you've had, if you've come from maybe somewhere which 
you know, if you've got gut problems to start with, I think this is certainly worth a try. Or if you've come from somewhere where your diet has been pretty crap for a long period of time, um, this is something I'd really encourage you to use. Again, like all the extreme endurance things, it's really, you know, it's it's a fairly inexpensive way to to try to get yourself um, back on track. Like a thing of gut endurance is twenty four ninety five, so it's not like you're paying a thousand bucks to just try something and you're committed for a year. Um, if you've got problems with the insides, then uh, then check it out. You can use the code IMTalk five and you get five bucks off, which will generally cover your, your shipping depending on where on the world you are uh, but check it out it's just under products uh, extreme endurance gut uh, extreme gut endurance I do feel sorry for people with gut problems like I'm lucky I seem to have a body of steel like you know occasionally get injured but like as in like things like that and food stuff mm. And it's a just, real challenge. Oh, I can imagine, man. I do feel sorry for you guys with that front. So, so. you've got to, yeah, got to get things moving. Got yeah. obviously you've got to have a really good, healthy diet, and that's gonna, gonna, gonna help. But you also need to be do, you know, need to be pro, pro, um, proactive in terms of just trying to improve your general flow in the downstairs area. So get on it. Extreme Gut Endurance, and remember the code IMTalk5. Now we've got to be honest. We're trying to rush through today's show a little bit, aren't we, John? We are a little bit because we're a bit pushed for time because we've already done six hours. Mm. We're going to have a six to go. <laughs> okay, so. I'm getting so close to letting F-bombs out on the show, but oh, more regularly. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> just curse you sometimes. Just go. <laughs> um, right, let's let's get back to this question. Wait, 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 I thought we got, oh, we're going to do the question and then website. Answer, we'll do the answers to the question. Okay, so first of all, so as you're riding along on your bike right now, you're probably thinking, uh, who won? Who was the last guy to win, get on the podium in Kona? So and go, it actually wasn't that long ago. No, but you can go back the winners. But most people would be able to get that. You go, Pete Jacobs. No, no, who was the last mate? Yeah, I know, I know. But if you can always remember the winners. Well, we couldn't even remember who was second. Last year. No, 20 minutes ago on the show. Yeah, I know, I know. So, so, okay, so for the males, it was Chris Lieto. 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 In 2009, he got second. And that was close to winning. My God, he was pretty close. He had a great race that day, didn't he? he even, you know, even when Crowe quarter me managed to hang a little bit. But how much, how, how close was it? Oh, it was a few minutes. Yeah. But had it been, had that been the weather, that was a reasonable year on the weather from memory. Um, it was a reasonable weather day. And if he'd had a tougher day, he would have had a slightly bigger lead probably on the coming off the bike. Yeah. And that might have been enough. So and he's never been the same since. No, well, he never got sick. Didn't, close. He, didn't he get sick? He's had injuries and, and what yeah. have you, but he's never been remotely close to that. We were there that year, weren't we? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Sh- that might have been the first time we went to Kona. Yeah, I think you could be right. Yeah, because then we went in 2000. We went the next year as well, didn't we? And we had a year off and then went back. Yes, yeah, so we were there 12. We weren't there 11. We were there 10, 10 and 9. 9. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Three times, have we? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're seasoned professionals. We are. Well, the girls' side, it's a little bit further away. Now, mm. Desiree Ficker. Got mm. second in 2006. Uh, John and I have a bit of an inside joke about that, which and, we can't say on the show. And uh, again, it's like the curse of being second because I don't recall her doing hardly anything after that. That was a step. That was well, she, she went and did some marathon and she actually did okay marathon. Oh, yeah, she did really worked nicely she, with that. Yeah, well, she did like a 240 or something. I think she, she qualified for the US trials, yeah. um, which is no mean feat. And so. then she never really hit it again in Ireland. No, which was bizarre. So Chris Liato's still been there or thereabouts and with some 70.3. So he's still been in the game, just hasn't hasn't cracked the Kona nut again, whereas Desiree Flicker um, really seemed to drop off a lot. It was Flicker. Remember we, Flicker. Used, we used to do that wrong all the time? Yeah. yeah. Uh, see, we even get to reminisce on the old show now, don't we? Yeah. And before that, on the guy's side, it was uh, 2002, Tim DeBoom. And there was a winner. Mm-hmm. He won it twice. He won 2001 and two, didn't he? And Karen Smyers um, was second in, in 99. So on the girls... It's been 15 years. You've only or 14 had, years. Uh, Karen Smyers and... 
and uh, Desiree Ficker in the last, yeah. When was the last time? So it would be Paula. Who was the last female winner? I don't know if she raced for America when she was winning or not. Oh, no, or she, not. She, she was in Zimbabwe, but she did change over, but I don't know if it was when she was still racing. I think it was. I think she was. She was, did race for America. Karen, Karen Smyers won it. It, um, is, it was always the funny thing about the American athletes is that, you know, when, you know we, we, like in the, today's legends and, uh, you know, just in general is that Ironman seems to be the dominant version of the sport in America, mm. but they just don't seem to have the champs anymore. No. In a long time, you know, mm. and, and, you know, it seemed, you know, males definitely, the Australians seem to dominate. You've got the Europeans and, you know, but America doesn't seem to produce... And just, and like again, they got five hundred thousand registered members. Mm. You know, that's in, and obviously ninety nine percent of those are you know, weekend warriors. But they've got they have got some good athletes coming. There's a few on their way. Like they're doing better at, at short course. They've they got, are. Got have the, they got a good yeah. system over there? Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. No, come. They're coming good. We should have asked Barry about that, shouldn't we? Mm. We've got him on next week. We've already done the interview. Okay, next website is we've got a great interview from the guys from the Effortless Swimming Podcast. Oh, hold on. Let me take care of this one, Bevan. Okay, so it's, it's basically sent in from uh, John the Mountain Snail Hancock. The website is the natural nutritionist.com.au so I love these yeah. nutrition websites <laughs> Here we just, go. Uh, it's by a nutritionist <laughs> and triathlete Steph Lowe and very similar to the John N who do you believe I think I'll just cook healthy philosophy she said she'd be doing Kona 70.3 and we should have got an interview when I was over there but apparently she did uh, an interview with the guys at Effortless, Effortless Swimming which we had as a website of the week a while ago cool website if you are looking about uh, trying to get your uh, get back to healthy eating and try to have really unprocessed foods mm -hmm. then I look through here and there's certainly some recipes that I like the look of uh, they've got uh, spinach bread which I thought looked pretty funky because I'm always on the lookout for things for the kids um, they've got sort of load of different recipes buckwheat wraps I like the look of that too for the kids um, raw sweet potato brownie gluten free and vegan so lots of gluten free gluten free spag bowl so she's basically got recipes pretty sharp website too yeah recipes a blog blog entries um, and she's got some programs on there as well in terms of uh, obviously getting on a nutrition program. I was, I, was, I was reading this really interesting article yesterday from, I can't remember the name of the guy, he's, he's pretty much recognised as the best, the leading sports scientist in America. Mm. Guy's been, you know, he's an old guy, he's been around forever, he's done a lot of research, and he's you know, one of those guys that hey, science needs to prove it before I believe it. Yeah. And, uh, and he's gone, why are we even worrying about nutrition? Nutrition isn't the problem, it's inactivity is the problem. And that he's saying, no, but well, this is what he's saying, he's yeah. saying that actually nutrition you, if you make people fat and make them fit, they'll live long. If it's for death, if you make them, if you don't, if you, if it's inactivity that kills people, it's actually not. It's not the overweightness. That was that's his argument. Yes. So he yes. says that the research is showing that you can be fat. That's the problem. That's when you look. I'm looking at this from a triathlete's perspective. I'm not looking at this from a broader broader perspective. Obviously, all the fat people, they need to do both, get their nutrition better and act be active we're already active so I'm thinking mm. how can we improve ourselves better and I'm convinced by having uh, good nutrition getting rid of the processed shit you're going to improve your performance I you and I do have disagreements on nutrition you're a little bit more anal but I do agree processed foods come on let's be honest yeah. you know but again I eat some chocolate every night you know like it's a, you know, a moderation of everything I think yeah um, but yeah she's also got a lot of programs there I've got a few a few things I like I quit gluten it's a program she's got a seven week program will teach you everything you need to start about the gluten free journey if you've got gut issues I'd suggest investigating the gluten free diet I'll just leave it at that okay rock and roll let's it's move on it's not that hard people think it's really hard it's not that hard well it's anything it's just a shift isn't it mm. the, the hardest part will be the first part mm. and then after that 
bread and pasta. It's basically it. Get rid of that, and you're halfway there. I do like my bread. What about hot cross buns? You miss hot cross buns? I'm not gluten free. Oh, so you have hot cross buns? Yeah. Well, I don't have hot cross buns, but I'm not. Do yeah. you like hot cross buns? Yeah. Okay. Oh, John. Hot cross buns. Not Easter time, baby. What you do is you put them in, you break them in half. Yeah. You put them in a microwave. It's a little bit soft. Microwave. No, but wait. Wait. Then you put them in the oven. So the, the top bit's crispy, the under bit's soft, and a bit of butter on top. Can't go wrong. It's the only thing I have with butter in my life. Yeah. Do you have butter? Yeah. I said I have butter. Butter's fine. Bad for you. Fat's good. Fat's don't, be, <laughs> don't be afraid of the fat. Um, already have coffees of Hawaii.com. Bevan, coffee is awesome for a lot of things. Awesome for pre-race performance. Scientifically proven. You're a sports science guy. You're a big guy in America you were just talking about. I'm sure he'd, he'd back that up. He Scientifically proven. Coffee. Just that's all you need in life. But it, it, seriously, it is. And obviously, taking some caffeine during the race is good as well. But a, t- a time you probably don't want to be taking coffee is at night time um, when you're trying to get some sleep. So, r- sleep. Allah, decaf coffees from Coffees of Hawaii. Mm, and they've got thinking. several. They've got the island style macadamia nut decaf, the island style Molokai, the island style toasted coconut, the vanilla. Bevan, I know you love your vanilla. I do you love You've got the vanilla um, mac nut decaf. So and they've got it. It's all their old style packaging as well. The cool yellow packaging they used to have. Uh, so check it out. Uh, Coffeesofhawaii.com. Decaf coffees, uh, and you can go to bed and not be wired. For That's the really a good idea because you know, like, you just, you just love the taste of coffee. Mm. I mean, you've got no, especially if you're someone who's like. Let's be honest. There are those people like myself in those areas where, you know, you're just a bit weak. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, like my weakness is my Coke Zero, although I've been really good, I've stopped drinking it. But, um, you know, and when I go there, I go, go there. dry July, Bevan. Oh, well, I kind of have in a way, but, um, but when I go there, I go OTT on it. Yeah. And there is that person who has 10 cups of coffee a day, you know what I mean? There, you know, there's I'm sure plenty of people listening to this right now going, Yeah, you're mm-hmm. talking to me, Bev, and that's all good. But, you know, like maybe, you know, it's affecting your sleep and all the bad effects of that. But if you can kind of just get some, you know, decaf, then you can mm-hmm. have some beautiful coffee, mm-hmm. good tasty coffee. You get that taste, but you're not getting the kind of the bad side of caffeine, mm-hmm. which could affect things like sleep. So, John. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. We're speaking you. the same language, aren't we? Yep. So check it out. Coffeesofhawaii.com. If you need the promo codes, go to imtalk.me. Problem is when you say you're just about to swear, it makes me want you to swear. <laughs> so it always encourages my behavior. Righty hi. We'll work on it. Questions and answers. Just take a pause for two seconds, Bevan. Oh, what are you doing now? I'm just going to tell you to do something. Okay. Um, see, I just do as I'm told. Okay, we're back. So we've got our questions and answers coming up here right now. And first of all, we've got a question from... Well, you've just put this. Iron Man is turning thirty in New Zealand. New Zealand. Oh yeah, I got to give Iron Man New Zealand a bit of love. So a lot of celebra- a lot of people take notice of this. Iron Man New Zealand this year is turning thirty. They've been doing a lot of promo the last week. It's going to be a cool race. I'm going to be there. Is it not sold out yet? No, and a lot of people are interested though. When it's the thirtieth anniversary, it sounds like it is going to be a bit of a bit of a party time. So check it out, Iron Man New Zealand. So what other races have been hit thirty? High. And I probably no, Canada. Uh, Canada would have if, if it was kept going, and Japan probably hasn't. So I'd say Ironman Australia would probably be the next in line, but I think New Zealand's the next oldest race. Oh, so that's pretty cool. I think Canada would is a, is around about the same, and then yeah, Japan Rote would be the same as if, if it was still an iron distance, if it was still a WTC race. So I'm sure Rote's been probably going a similar length of time, but yeah, there's not many. Well, John, on their website, if you go to the website, they've got 10 reasons to do the race. Support, yeah. organisation, the people, the beauty, the buzz, the swim, the holiday, even the Kiwis love it. It's true. It is a great race. The benchmark to see it for yourself. So and yeah. if you're looking to qualify for Kona, 
good time of the year to qualify, and this and they have got a few extra slots this year. Uh, qualify it's, nice it's not as easy nowadays. It's not as easy, but they've got an extra ten or twenty slots this year. Just because it's thirty. Yep, and so qualify early in the year, and then you've got all winter to train up for. That must have been a bit gutter when Melbourne came along, eh? Because, well, that's all owned by the same company now. But you know, mm. you know, when they finally get a couple of years where it just bang, sell out, mm. Melbourne comes along. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. As you said, it's part of the same company now, yeah, so it doesn't matter too much. Check it out, I Man New Zealand. We've got a big question here from Thomas Genario. I'll, I'll read this one out because I've got a, a good association with Thomas. Uh, having had it, uh, this is relation to our heart uh, issues we've had over the recent shows, and I've actually lined up Douglas Scott is going to come on the show. Oh, good old Douglas! Because uh, Douglas, How's he going? he's a cardiologist, and so I said, Douglas, we need another side to the argument here and what's actually happening on the coal front. Uh, and so Douglas is going to come on the show and. I'm just going to put a few questions. So um, Thomas says, having had a heart attack in 2011, I have a particular interest in the recent discussions you guys have had on potential health issues and endurance athletes in general. So I had my heart attack in early December 2011 and it was categorised slash diagnosed to be due to a spasm, not blockage of any of the traditional... um, thoughts that come to mind three weeks later at Christmas Eve party and eight or nine bottles of wine shared between a triathlete friend and I coach John knows the friend as Rob Green who recently went 9.45 at Ironman Court Lane that's the key six bottles of wine we decided it was a great idea for me to sign up for my first 70.3 this was my initiative in initiation to triathlon over sprint distance and I have seemed to have been hooked as my family was trying to talk me out of doing it the question they naturally asked what if something happens during the race will you promise to stop naturally I lied and said absolutely it is a stupid race I'm not going to kill myself <laughs> my brother asked in a much more thought-provoking way that I think would make a good question of the week to consider so you guys ponder this what if you only had two miles to go and uh, to go and a pace to come in just under your your PR goal and bang you feel to start to feel some chest pain would you stop <laughs> oh that is just unprofessional you effing <laughs> uh, he's not even listening what was the question yeah it was saying he was ba- I read the email when it first came through so I do know actually he's basically saying you, you, you're you worried about your heart you come in you feel your heart go but you're kind of feeling like you're going to get a PR what do you do what do you do I think, stressing the think heavily, that most triathletes have a character flaw that won't allow them to stop easily. I think that in general, we would make the wrong decision and continue on. I would speak, what would you do? Uh, I really don't know. PB? I would have probably pushed. Well, it was different. If it was, depends on the level of pain, obviously. Like, if it's real bad, yeah. you're going to stop. But but would you? I mean, you're hurting so bad at that stage. I mean, obviously. Yeah, but heart's a different story. Yeah, but no, but say you, you're running along and it's just a general tightening and it's you're a little bit anxious but you can keep running no problem obviously if you fall over then then I'd reconsider but if you're just uh, getting some real tight chest I would be tempted to say I'd carry on um, but in light of so um, and I, so he's basically saying isn't it selfish John well it is but truth and, um, <laughs> you're selfish okay yeah, I am I, don't, I am Blinda reminds me of that on a regular occasion and I think the sporty doc hit the nail on the head when she hinted at the same thing when she commentated that the type A personalities may play a part in this um, my answer to the question by the way is unless it is severe and zero question in my mind that I was in fact having a heart attack I would chalk it up to muscle uh, a muscle issue and soldier on to either my PR then consider a trip to the ER if it continues it's one of those things where in the moment you go for it and then you know you have a heart attack and it's the biggest regret of your life you know like it's 
you know, it's... Another interesting side to this. So I've got my guy that I've, I coached for quite a few years in the States and he is one who oh, it was like Boxing Day or the day after that just dropped dropped full full on um, would have died if had somebody not been running oh, really? the other direction wow. uh, a cardiologist a cardiologist an ER person was coming the other direction yeah would have absolutely definitely been a goner and but he, he's just gone for a six month checkup, and then his doctor said to him look if I hadn't seen you six months ago I would say there's absolutely nothing wrong with you and you just carry on doing Iron Man really? and so I don't know if the health checks may not be a conclusive way to say if there's uh, if you're def- definitely at risk or not, but I just say oh, life's know? too short, Bevan. Just crack on with it. Oh yeah, but there's, there's life's too short, and there's being irresponsible. Yeah, and jump, if, you, if your heart's kind of feeling like you're going to have a heart attack, jumping out of planes and stuff, that's just irresponsible. No, it's not because you don't have heart attacks doing that. Or some people do, I suppose. Depends yeah. on depends on where you're at in life, John, and your where your current health state is. Okay, what's this email about? Just give me a wrap up. Uh, so Teddy Shul sent us through a question. He's at a, a seventy point three in Florida, and he had his worst time, and oh, then he had the worst. To, had to have an operation, uh, and so he was off training for a bit. And now he started his lead up for another seventy point three, and then he's going to do a full distance race after that. So he's looking at doing um, four to six week recovery from his seventy point three, sixteen week build up to his seventy point three, and then uh, hopefully hit the the full distance later, which was uh, ten weeks after his seventy point three. So his question was was should he just start onto an Ironman build up or do a seventy point three build up and then an Ironman race? And I guess my response to this is Given this is your first race, a first iron distance race, um, I'm going to assume that you don't have this massive endurance background and that is going to be the key limiter for most people doing their first Ironman if they don't come from a strong endurance background is going to be their general fitness and their endurance. So I'd be tempted to say if, if you do fall into this category that you are actually better off sort of starting straight into your Ironman build up, train for the 70.3 uh, and do some specific workouts for that but I think the most critical thing for you to do well in the iron distance race if that is your A priority is to make sure that you keep building up your long run and your long bike and your long bricks so those are the three key sessions that you need to be building up you know if you when you when you get sort of 10 to 12 weeks out from an iron distance race you need to be really comfortable that you know you can swim the distance you can bike the distance and you can run the distance in isolation separated um, mainly getting the, the bike under control and uh, and just making sure you keep working away on that endurance Got that, Bevan? Yeah, I, I just was there. reading something on the internet. What you were doing. <laughs> he wasn't listening to a word I said. He's probably head to where you just. Do you know what, John? This is an interesting fact. The fastest ever red card in the game of football or soccer was two seconds. Nice. <laughs> and for foul language, <laughs> after the whistle started, Lee Todd said, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to lose it. He said to the referee, F me, that was loud, and he got sent off. Oh, there you go. Put over the top. Uh, second part to Teddy's question was. I was listening, actually. His. Uh, his diet he said when he's training his appetite goes nuts uh, and he's trying to focus on his diet and blending fruits and veggies and uh, all that sort of stuff so trying to be healthy but he's really struggling to be basically taking in enough food uh, and so I guess my you, you brought up the butter before but I guess my advice around nutrition is you know obviously keep it healthy keep it unprocessed but you know if you're just going to eat fruit and veggies you're going to be pretty hungry and you need to just um, pad that out a bit so I'd say don't be afraid of fat. Um, people get really scared of fat and they just try to completely eliminate it. But fat fills you up and, and stops you eating um, quite so much. So you need to be careful about what fats you are taking in. But you know, having nuts and things like that. And, and avocado and olive oil. So I think 
Uh, one, one angle is to, is to increase your fat a little bit to help keep you nice and full, but make sure it's, it's a good fats. And then I guess the second side of that is also looking at your protein, which also helps fill you up. Again, if you're just having salads and stuff, you're probably not going to get super full, full. So like, you know, my staple every morning is I basically have a massive fruit salad. I basically have a banana, um, either an apple or a pear, an orange. I just make a big bowl of fruit salad. You must get pretty full because that's a lot of food. Yeah, but it's I love it. I love it. I yeah, love no, my fruit salad. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then I just crank that all up with with plenty of yogurt as well. And so then the protein from the yogurt helps to to fill Do you me up. Long sugar because a lot of yogurt has huge amount. It does of sugar. have a bit of sugar. I'm not too stressed about that though. Okay. Burn that off, and. And then I guess you you know you look for your protein from your different legumes and or whether you're on meat or whatever, but protein, protein shakes or stuff like that. Yeah, as well. so protein and uh, and a bit of fat, and that'll help you not be hungry quite so much. John, last sponsor, Athlinks.com. I'm liking that a few more people just slowly are starting to join our IM Talk race team. I think we're up to like 150 or something like that. Uh, and I thought I'd just look back at a few races and see how our IM Talk team are doing. Oh, how are we going? So if we look back at Kona last year, um, we've got five guys up there. The first IM Talk listener at Kona was Kyle Visson. Nice. In 9.13. Solid. Very nice. Uh, 25 years old. Second was Brian Dunn, 9.48. Nice. Brett Johnson was third, 9.55. Paul the Chainsaw Link, 9.58, under the 10-hour barrier. Nice. And Tim Carpenter was uh, the fifth I'm taught finisher. So this is going to be the thing. We don't want to just be focusing on the, the winners all the time, but if we get a you know, big groundswell of people you know, joining up to Athlinks and joining up to the I Am Talk race team, we can give lots of people a bit of love and you guys can compare and see who else is listening out there. It's really simple. You go to athlinks.com, um, just click on the club's little tab up at the top, type in the I Am Talk race team and then uh, that's one of our interviews coming through uh, and then you can basically find your way through and just all your results will just populate on there. Obviously you've got to claim your results and have, have an Athlinks ID but it's all pretty straightforward. If we look at um, one of the other ones, the other one I looked at was Oceanside which was on earlier this year which is uh, we had Barbara Nelson take out the girls, I'm talk finishes there in the 607, Tim Martindale, Tom Galvani and Ryan Morgan. That was three through one on the guys' side. Wow, that's pretty cool. So check it out, athlinks.com. <coughs> yeah, definitely, guys. It's, it's cool. Join your race team. And likewise, you can. You, we're trying to build up so we can compare amongst ourselves from the IM Talk community. But this is awesome if you want to do it on a club perspective as well. You do need to get your members, to obviously, to buy into it and, uh, and sign up to it. If you do that, uh, then you can compare results and it saves you just pulling. You, know, you go to Ironman New Zealand and we can pull out all the results for the Canterbury Tri Club members without doing any work at all. It's all good. Athlinks.com, guys. Okay, we're going to be back in two seconds. We're just going to go do a quick interview. John and I were just saying this could be a disjointed show because we've done this show over the six-hour period we've been podcasting. Yeah. And uh, and chances are we may not be that – not much we're rhythm. Coming and going. We're coming and going, but we're trying our best. So anyway, let's uh, – let's. what sponsors, John? Coffeesofwai.com. Um, decaf. Extreme endurance. Gut stuff. Athlinks.com. Get in that group. And SLS try. And get the, the butterflies on your bum. And if you're going on to Training Peaks, uh, remember to use the code IAMTALK when you're on Training Peaks. You get 15% discount on your subscription. Um, and if you're just going to happen to be signing up, make sure you go through IAMTALK.me because they can obviously track anybody that signs up, even if it's just for a free one. That makes us look good. It makes us look good. Okay, John, what's your goss? John, actually, I'm going to bring up your goss. Oh, uh, yeah. I went on modelling. I do a little yeah. modelling, but a part-time oh, system model. my goss. 
What's that? How's this? Well, because you're a part of this guy. So I went modelling with this girl called Portia, and a real cool young girl. And uh, you know, because the thing thing with modelling is they like older guys and younger girls. Mm -hmm. So you do these modelling jobs, and and I'm like 35, nearly 36. And you're always with girls who are like 21. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. Porsche's 23 or something. But she's, she's a real fun girl, young girl. And um, and so anyway, she taught me about Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Instagram, that's pretty cool. And, and all the kids are doing it. Mm-hmm. And I go on Instagram. And who's on Instagram already? Belinda. No, John Newsom. Belinda. John Newsom. <laughs> John Newsom. And you've got some lovely photos on here. Belinda. <laughs> it's got some lovely photos. I'm going to look up there. for John Newsom. So there we go. John, look up John John, this, I've is, even, this is going to be news I've to even me as tagged, well. I've even tagged you in today's show, a photo I took of the camera. Look at this. Here you go. Here's, here's the kids. We've got, there's Tommy and yeah, it's the in the snow. Yeah. Tommy's got long hair now. Uh, okay, I had it a bit chopped off the other day. He's him doing his birthday cake. Yeah. That's good. And there's John and Melinda looking a bit lovely. Oh, and that was in Hawaii and uh, Waik, uh, Waikiki Beach. There's right? another one. Look at this. It's a bit sweet, black and white. See, that's Belinda... Plan around on my identity, but but why would you do that? Why would you have her own? Beats me. Well, uh, so John, if you if you if you're on Instagram, look up John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. I've already got Porter was hating it. Portia was hating it because she's got 300 followers and it's worked really hard. And I joined it, and by the end of the day, I had 300 followers or just under 300. So. Team, join us and, and look. I took a photo of the studio this morning. Look at that. Oh, very good. Yeah, bit of audio technical going on there. That's right. So anyway. What's your gosh, John? Uh, so we had the first round of the JD Duathlon at the weekend. Oh, how'd it go? It was good. Had about 140, 150 on Who took it out? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Can't actually remember the guy's name that, that won it. Uh, Penny Hayes took out the girls. She was uh, she was third or fourth overall. Oh, wow. So Apparently Porno did it. Porno did it in the I Am Talk uh, top. Nice. Said he struggled a little bit. Murray the Holy Hammer Lapworth did it. Almost had to give him the win in the veterans category with an asterisk. Why? His shoe came flying off uh, on dismount line. Failed to go back and collect his shoe. Mm. Is, it, is it wrong? You can't have your shoe. You've got, you've got to take your gear, all your gear, and rack it. Yeah. But we run a pretty friendly ship there. Friendly so. ship. So what about the guy got second that they complained? It did not. No. Mm-hmm. No. But it was, it's the first race I've ever done where it seemed like nothing went wrong. It was very good. So bottle that up. It's all good. Uh, so that's about the guts of it. Had a good week of training and looking forward. To that last week was pretty damn cold. Uh, this week the weather's looking really, really good. I can't believe it's like nineteen degrees out yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful day. Winter. It's stunning. Well, what's really interesting we've because we've got the mountains across from us, so you can kind of see them. Oh. And this time last week though, like snow to the bottom, and it's kind mm. of slowly drifting up as the days mm. go by. So it's pretty cool. Bevan, what's happening in your world? Um, I'm off to Australia. Joe and I yes. are heading off to Australia on Thursday. Hence, we're pre-recorded next week's show, but um, we're going to go support some runners do the Gold Coast Half Marathon, mm-hmm. and uh, just a bit of time off for us, which is quite nice because mm-hmm. we've been a bit busy. So five days of sleeping in—that's what I look too forward to most. Because I love sleeping in and reading a book. I don't. Yep. Don't you? No. Don't you get out there and get on top of the day and read my book at the end of the day. Oh, see, so like on a holiday, but you, but you got to think. We wake up at five thirty in the morning, so sleeping mm-hmm. in means we get up at seven thirty. Mm. You know, it's not like I'm getting out of bed at 10. Yeah. You know, and, and when you go to Australia, you've got those two hours, so you get up, you wake up at three in the morning yeah. when you first get there. So um, so I kind of love just staying in bed and reading for a couple of hours. So I love that. And then we'll do some shopping, we'll catch up with yeah. some friends. And 
so it'd be cool. And then, uh, and then I'm away for a week and a half in Auckland as well after that to do some work. So nice. I'll be back in the studios in a couple of weeks. So that's kind of cool. And that's what's basically happening, guys. Today we have the uh, Legends of Triathlon podcast coming out, and it's mm-hmm. a great interview. Make sure you check that out. Next week is a pre-recorded show. We're pretty much we're going to get that finished in the next kind of half an hour. And then from there, we are back in the studio the week after that. All good so, in the hood. So I think we should pretty much wrap it up. Iron Rust. I'm Endo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.